right, everyone, welcome to yet another edition of Game Wild. It is recording on a very special day for all of those who know. It is Valentine's Day. That's when we're recording. It releases the next day, but we're recording on Valentine's Day. So I hope everyone has had a very good Valentine's Day so far um, or had a good valentine's day since you're going to be listening to it on monday that mm. you got everything that you wanted and more so how about you sjw how's your valentine's day so far well for anybody who's worried we are we are not ditching our loved ones here to <laughs> to do this podcast yeah, mine's working in yeah <laughs> um and i actually already did some stuff over this weekend uh with my girlfriend as well steph uh, we actually went to paint night and i i drew we oh. drew two we did two paintings uh, have you ever been to muse paint bar no. In Providence, it's actually a really good idea for like a date night. But so there's two paintings. We both did one, and this one was like a Valentine's Day one. So we both did a koi, like a fish, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. like they like linked together. Like the two pictures go Aww. together and they link together. So I'll I'll show That's you a picture sweet. of it. But I I wrote SJW yeah. in mine on like the design of the Aww. fish. So. Um, there you go. I'll show you. I actually put it on my my Twitter if you uh, check my Twitter. Well, my picture, wife's so. an artist, so that's interesting. Oh yeah. So oh my god. Newspaper. They they sell drinks and food there. Like it's it's great. Definitely check yeah. it out. Yeah. Cool. Me just she's been working, so she worked all weekend, so haven't really been able to do much. But mm-hmm. we're trying to figure some stuff out for this week. We're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. take a day off this week and uh, go out and do stuff. There you go. Take a day off from so, work. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, yep, nice, exactly. nice. There we go. So, guys, I know that you're super interested in what we're doing for our Valentine's <laughs> Day in a week. So, let's get to the stuff that matters. Let's get right into it. Question of the week time. Listen, if you've already seen what the, the name of the podcast is in regards to um, this week's episode, it's very TV-centric. Yeah. It's a lot of news about some video game TV shows and movies or whatever. So we decided the question of the week is like, what are you watching right now? Like, I mean, you've been in this pandemic, you've been dealing with, you know, all the types of things of like, what should I do with myself while I'm stuck at home? Mm-hmm. And some people are watching Netflix. Some people are watching prime. Some people are watching Disney plus discover plus. Now there's so many pluses out there that, you know, game wild plus coming soon to a theater near you. No, <laughs> um, but anyways, so what are you watching right now, SJW? What's what's on your docket? So, I know what I'm gonna say. So yeah, I'm actually curious as to what you're watching because I, I might mm-hmm. generally I know we're we're both interested in similar things, so I might I might pick up whatever you're watching. But um, so there's actually two things because one I'm watching with Steph, and I feel like a lot of people in relationships have this where like they have one that they watch with their significant other, and then they have one that they they watch on their own because they might mm-hmm. you know both people might not be into it. So the one I'm watching with Steph is Sons of Anarchy. Which oh, wow. we I actually have already seen the whole thing, but okay. it's totally something that I'm down to watch again. It was such a good series. It was one of the best shows I think ever in existence. Um, I House is up there for me too. I really love House, but um, but yeah, and she's enjoying it. She loves it, and I just can't wait until we get to the, the final season. We're on season five right now, and she's gonna be so disappointed when she gets to the final episode. Um, but so that's what I'm watching with her. Uh, yeah, right. And uh, on my own. So there was this thing that happened on Twitter. Where um, everybody in kind of the Legend of Runeterra community that I know, and it probably went to other communities as well, but they did this thing where somebody posted like, uh, hey, it's it's post your top four anime day. And they would post four pictures in a, you know, in a square on Twitter. 
and share it and basically say these are my top four enemies then you have to tag four people to also put their top four enemies and then it just ends up spreading right everybody does it so i did mine i put my top four animes up and honestly that's hard because i i watch it was love it so wait animes. hold on i think I, I know what it is it's dragon ball z dragon ball z super <laughs> dragon ball <DC. laughs> No, no, it was uh, Dragon Ball, but I also put Yu Hakusho on there. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho. <clears throat> yeah, that's an older one that is mm -hmm. they no longer makes. Uh, and then I also put Naruto on there, mm -hmm. and the the other ones like it's so great because like I really like My Hero Academia and Inuyasha. Mm -hmm. Like there's it's so difficult. But anyways, the one I'm watching now because uh, one of the other people that I saw share their favorite for anime, I saw one called Haikyuu. And H A I K Y U U exclamation point exclamation point. That's the that's I actually didn't haven't looked that up yet. I imagine it's a volleyball term. But anyways, it's it's just a volley it's a it's a high school volleyball team is all that it is. And they just play against other teams in tournaments and stuff like that. And at first I'm like, there's no way this is gonna be good, right? It's just a freaking volleyball. But they get so in depth into like why they're doing things as a team and like they, they the team mentality and not no one person is better than the team like it's just it really it's good it's character a good show development. it's character development it's, it's really good character development. development for a freaking high school volleyball team like it's just really good oh. and um it sucked me in so now i'm watching that i finished the two seasons in, on netflix <laughs> so he's in so what about you um, well mine's really just uh wandavision Oh, WandaVision, WandaVision, WandaVision. Mm -hmm. If you're not watching WandaVision, you need to be watching WandaVision, especially if you've watched mm -hmm. all the MCU movies because it's mm -hmm. basically it's a, just a culmination of where we left off mm -hmm. after the last MCU movie, which I believe was um was it Far From Home? Spider-Man Far From Home, that I can't the, remember. That was the most recent Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, but I think that was like the last Marvel MCU movie as far as to date in regards to the timeline. So like oh. I know that they have other movies that are going to be set in the past, but I think Spider-Man Far From Home was like the last yeah. MCU movie that was. So this is kind of like the first thing since that. So it's yeah. past Endgame and all that stuff. So a lot of interesting things, a lot of... Um, I'm not going to spoil anything because it's a super weird show to start off. As a matter of fact, the first two episodes were, were debuted together mm -hmm. and people were really hating on it a little bit. And they're like, WTF, this mm -hmm. is stupid. This is weird. This is dumb. I'm not going to waste my time. But once you get to episode four, you're like, you're invested because mm -hmm. then things start to become clearer. And it's a weekly show that's released on Disney+. Plus. And I know there's a lot of controversy about Disney Plus right now. Put that aside, whatever. Mm -hmm. It is an excellent show. It is MCU quality, as I will put mm -hmm. it. And if you, like I said, if you've invested your time and watched every MCU movie, you need to be watching this because it just mm -hmm. is continuing the story of what's happening. And it's, it's fabulous. I think so. the only MCU movie I haven't seen at this point is Captain Marvel randomly you need to watch captain here's marvel. the funny part though you probably need to watch captain marvel more, to be invested yeah. a little bit more because a lot of the characters in this show are, are from actually marvel. from the are from other yeah properties yep like captain marvel ant-man and the wasp yeah stuff like that so you're like you got to know Thor, mm -hmm. but you have to but even if you didn't watch them i think you'd still be like 
this is pretty cool. So that's what I'm watching right now that I'm invested in. I'm going to check um, it out for sure. I keep hearing yeah, about it. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I got people watching it and they were like, they, they had not seen any spoilers or anything. And the, they're like texting me about the first couple episodes. And like, this is super weird. And I'm like, the payoff is coming. Don't worry about it. And then it was like, Oh, oh now. I get so it. Yeah, yeah. WandaVision mm-hmm. is definitely what I'm watching. And then, um, together things we were we just started watching this weird crime documentary on netflix about the cecil hotel and this person what is it with people in crime documentaries man it's so weird Everybody it's more likes of a mystery those. but see this one was yeah. more of a mystery of like what happened but mm-hmm. it, it's uh it's interesting so i forget the name of it but it's about this person who went missing from this mm-hmm. notorious la hotel nice so yeah, so that's that's it. Yeah, right Steph's there, big but... into the crime stuff too. So mm. I think we watch those occasionally. I feel it's so funny though. Like as a society, we don't want bad things to happen. We don't want crime to happen, but yet we're so intrigued and interested in crime documentaries and stuff. It's just very interesting. Um, the dark side of the force. Yeah, basically. Um, so yeah, we have. Uh, those are a question. So what are you guys watching? Let us know if you are here live. Yep. Put it in the put it in the stream chat. If you are Facebook just group. like watching us on YouTube or playing on our Facebook group, let us know what you guys are watching. We'd love to know if you have anything special mm-hmm. that SJW and I may have not have seen. So I'm always down for recommendations. So yeah, hell yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. So with that being said, it is time for our next popular segment. Gaming. Now, some people may say this one's a cop out. I mean, but yeah. I'm gonna say it's not, and this is why. I mean, because, I even think it's a little bit of a cop out. I'm not gonna lie. So you gotta convince well, me too. <laughs> well, listen, we look through all different types of snacks and stuff and try stuff out, but sometimes you need something a little bit healthier. And so we found something that okay. we think is universally a good chip that is healthier, and it's a big product from Ruffles. 65% less fat than a regular potato chip. I'm not going to lie. However, we will be getting into some crazier stuff. Well, not even crazier stuff, but like next week we're going to try to do the watermelon Mountain Dew. Oh, I can't wait And try that, that out. Oh, yeah. And then we got some snack boxes that have different things. I am also looking into trying to source. So another big thing that happened over the week, if you guys didn't know, is Super Nintendo World. Oh, yeah. Uh, opened yeah. in Japan. Oh, that was sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have these boxes of food you can get at the at, at Super Nintendo World. Are they all but, like Mario themed food? And stuff, yeah, or? like you get a you get like a, a star case, and then in the case is all the cookies and stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. You can only get them in Japan, however. Does it come with shrooms? No. Well, that's that's but, really disappointing. <laughs> but people are sourcing them on eBay. Mm-hmm. So we may look into maybe buying a buying one of them if they're not super expensive. So um, that's something we're gonna try to get. And uh, we got a snack box with a bunch of different um, from South Africa snacks yep. from all, from South Africa. So there you yeah. go. So we're gonna be trying out some weird. And I haven't stuff heard of a single on top one of, of those it. in there. So just, just and but but so we're gonna start with the baked ruffles for today for cheddar what we would call cheddar sour, cheddar, cream. cheddar sour cream an alternative healthier options for those who still want a snack on chips and i'm not gonna lie this has t- three grams of total fat that's actually really low for 
for chips. I know that's why we're we're trying to go a little healthier yeah, with this one. This is good. All right, let's. Um, here's the ASMR so segment, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you get with with gamer eats. Usually, uh, sorry, game eats. I keep doing that. Yeah, well, see, it's, it's basically we can't brand. We <laughs> we're terrible at branding. All right, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Go. All right, so first off, I might be a little biased because I'm a little bit hungry right now. <laughs> so I haven't had breakfast yet, but um, this is it's uh, all right. It's good. It's good. The problem is there's not a whole lot of flavor. It like like I can taste the. The cheddar and sour cream. I know sour cream isn't usually a heavily flavored chip compared to some others, like like some of those spicy ones we were having. But uh, yeah, it's it's not as much flavor as I'd like. I want to say that's partly due to the fact that there is not a lot of fat in here. Like maybe they pull back a little bit on the flavor to get that lower you know fat content. But um, it's good. I mean, and it's got a, a, a baked for me. Baked. Uh, you've probably had baked lays before, right? Like other stuff. I love the texture of baked chips i, I like the baked anything is i would i like better than the original version baked lays ba like just literally anything you can think of so i think this is actually the first time i've had baked ruffles ever any kind of ruffles is that is that the same for you too um baked ruffles probably yep this is a, i mean good it's good but it's not it's not crazy it's not blowing my mind or anything. It's got, like I said, it's just not a lot of taste. Do you think it has a lot of taste to it, a lot of flavor? Or I really am not personally. Depends on which chip you get. If it's got uh, some, it's definitely inconsistent in all of the dusting. That's a good so. point. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe it has, has to do with that. Oh, it's just like those chili lime things we had, right? Like I got one, had a lot of dust on it. Man, come on, chip companies. You guys got to step up your game. We need some even dusting on these chips. What are what are we even doing here if you guys can't even dust the chips evenly? Like, come on. Like, I'm, I'm looking at... I'm trying to... Like, I'm putting the chip up to the light here. Yeah, you <laughs> see well, like, your light's too bright. Yeah, my light is pretty bright. So yeah, you guys can't see that. Mm. I got to give this one a six. It goes over the halfway point, but gets knocked for a couple of reasons. Like you said, inconsistency in taste. When you get a cheddar and sour cream chip you want that flavor and sometimes you get it sometimes you don't so i'm gonna agree i'm gonna give it a six too i'm gonna agree mild in regards to uh the dusting on your fingers because there is a lack of flavor so but overall yeah literally okay no dust. snack yeah an, an okay yeah. snack uh and a healthy alternative and six is if is you're looking okay. You know, like that's that's why we're giving it a six. If you're over five, you're you're in a you're in you're in okay territory. You you're worth purchasing. <laughs> it's basically what it is. If you're looking for a healthy alternative that has some flavor and you you still want to crave that crunch, but you don't want to crave that crunch. I like crave that crunch. <laughs> I like that. You know, stuff like that. So mm. I would highly recommend this as a alternative healthier snack mm -hmm. um but it's not the greatest thing i've ever had in regards to a chip and but for a healthy snack it's definitely a higher mm. grade and just a, a heads up too mm. 
I know a lot of times we kind of introduce the chips and stuff. So we already did a Frito Lay chip before. Um, the We've already week. done Ruffles chips before. We've yeah. done like mm -hmm. three Ruffles, I think. Yeah. So it's just, just real quick. It's Frito Lay real again. Quick. It's the same thing. Um, it was founded in 1932, and they do a ton of different chips. Ruffles specifically was started in uh, 1948. So just a little bit of history for you guys. If you guys didn't catch the last Ruffles. Uh, ruffles thing and i guess baked chips specifically became popular in the 90s i didn't know that so it was mm. it was a 90s thing so at least some, something good came out of the 90s <laughs> um so yeah so that's it that's it for game eats this week six out of we ten six out of ten baked ruffles sour cream chips. baked ruffles it's okay so now let's get to uh, the tv news so like we said this is going to be a tv centric uh episode because there are a bunch of things we found in regards to things happening on TV. If you go back to an episode we did last year, there was rumors about a Last of Us TV show. Mm -hmm. And you and I went through the list of people that fans wanted to have as the lead characters. Well, I'm going back in the history books to my brain. And I don't believe the two people that were cast were on that list at all. So, mm -mm, mm -mm. the biggest part of this that you guys need to understand is this is an HBO adaptation of The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed this, SJW, production companies like to play with actors that they've used before. Mm -hmm. So, when I see this, I'm not surprised that these two these two people will be playing the leads because one, they were both excellent in Game of Thrones. Two, the lead male character played by Pedro Pascal is on hot fire right now because he is none other than Din Darjin, mm -hmm. the Mandalorian. Yeah. So. Of course, he is hot fire, and everyone still to this day was super impressed by uh, Bella Ramsey, who uh, played one of the characters in Game of Thrones. Lyanna Mormont was who she played. Lyanna Mormont, that's mm -hmm. right. So for such a young actor to be able to play such a stern role mm -hmm. impressed a lot of people. So it is um, no surprised that these two are cast as the leads of the last of us and let, let's say that yes for the sake of argument they don't mm -hmm. look super exactly like the characters from the last i of i us, don't but... know man i think they well, look I gotta pretty say similar pedro can pedro can pull it off ellie it's close it's it's definitely the thing you know. so the thing with ellie is i think with any child character you can literally just get like any as long as it's a kid like it's yeah, gonna be fine. I would, I would, I, I would well, take the different with that. Kid but in okay. same color hair. As long as it's like kid in same color hair, I think generally speaking, you can get away with it. But I don't know. I think, I think she kind of looks like. I think she looks like Ellie a little bit. I mean, not exactly, but it's. Yeah, got... but I still think I think it's gonna work. I, I think oh, it's yeah, gonna work. 100%. Because you have two great. You have two great mm -hmm. actors, and it'll be interesting to see where this actually starts. Like, mm -hmm. are we in the middle still? You know, are we at the beginning? Like, what's where is this going? I would prefer that this be kind of like the middle, like of the Last of Us, like the storyline. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. says it's it's starting from the very first one. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it's it's, and then I guess it says it says. So I'll read what the article says for a second here. Um, it says 
Set 20 years after a zombifying pandemic sweeps across North America, grizzled survivor Joel is tasked with transporting teenager Ellie across the country to a lab where a cure is being developed. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the script will also, and that's the first one, the storyline, the script will also include material from The Last of Us 2, which is set five years after the original game. So I don't know if maybe there's going to be some flash forwards or something like that, you know, which we've Or maybe seen. we're just going to have characters that were introduced in the last of us part two being introduced yeah. in the movie. Possibly. Probably. Yeah. That, that might be it too. Um, but man. All right. Listen, we have this. I think they nailed the actors on this. They might not look at, but cause you have to get a good yeah, balance no, no, of I, I really good you know, actors and them looking is, the same. Uh, right. No, I think this is, this is an excellent choice in regards to actors for sure. But they, they even in the end of this too, and this is like I get goosebumps when I think about all the shows that are coming out. We're going to talk about another one here in a second. The division, the same division, is also producing the the one that's doing The Last of Us is also producing the forthcoming movie adaptation of action adventure game Uncharted, starring none other than Tom Holland. AKA another Spider-Man. yeah, AKA Spider Man, AKA they're starting Uncharted from the beginning because he's more of a kid right now. Yep. That means they're going to be able to take this kid, Tom Holland, and work mm-hmm. him through the entire storyline of Uncharted over the next, like, 10, 15 yeah. years. And it's funny, too. Um, I was reading articles on Spider-Man, and there was one thing where they said Tom Holland had to wipe off his swagger yeah, the... to play Spider-Man because he, was, he, he had such swagger and confidence as um, Nathan Drake that he kind of had to get back into the mindset of playing Peter Parker. And not that Peter Parker doesn't have... He's a little bit more timid. Like that, but yeah. there's a different... I don't even say it's timid. I think they're they're just like two separate minds. You know what I mean? Well, think... He had to get back into the Peter Parker mindset yeah, yeah. versus the Nathan Drake mindset. Of Wait, so like did, they, did they film Uncharted before Homecoming? They or sorry, Far From Un- Home. No. Spider-Man 3. He's currently oh. filming Spider-Man 3. And he already filmed Uncharted is what you're saying? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Holy – wait, so when is Uncharted – do we know when Uncharted is supposed to come out? It's because of the pandemic and everything. Uh, they, I don't know the uh, the date, but it has – it's pro- it's in post right now. Oh, July definitely... 16th, 2021. Okay, there you go. No freaking way. Oh, my God. I just got post, so excited yeah. for this year. 2021 is going to shit on 2020, everybody. We're going to go We're gonna go see uh, – we're going to go see it. <laughs> oh, we'll have yeah. movie mm-hmm. – we're going to have movie reviews coming soon, too. We'll have Mortal Kombat in oh April. Oh, my God. Um, and we're looking to get a special guest for that one, so I'll be nice. And then um, we will be doing uh, movie reviews of video game movies such as Uncharted and things like that. So, oh um, And that's going to be my first exposure to Uncharted because I never played those games. All so. of these screenshots of Tom Holland on Google once I search the release date look so boss. They look <laughs> so good with him as Nathan Drake as a kid. It's so insane. It's basically going to be a rerun of Indiana Jones except ten times better. Is, is what's going to happen. Go. It's I can't wait for this movie. Okay. All right. Anyways. All right. All right. So now that we fanboyed out about Uncharted, let's move <laughs> to something that's a little bit more unique and twisted, oh, to say the least. Oh, oh, oh. I, I see what you did there. Metal TV show, guys. It is apparently happening. And they have revealed Sweet Cute's casting and first details. And mm-hmm. when I tell you, I am extremely surprised by this choice yeah that, me too like i i mean could it work absolutely so 
According to a new report, the upcoming Twisted Metal series from the PlayStation production has casted none other than Will Arnett. Yes, that Will Arnett, the one who's played Lego Batman. And if you're a big fan of uh, TV shows, you must have watched Arrested Development. He was Job in Arrested Development, one of the best characters ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's going to be playing Sweet Tooth. Yeah. He's going to be doing the voice of Sweet Tooth. So let us just say that I don't know if this is live action or if this is going to be digital mm-hmm. but um, or cartoon or whatever, uh, but he's going to be voicing it. So it's going to be interesting. And Anthony Mackie has been offered the lead role of a character called John. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what that's going to be all about. Um but it's really interesting. So the, the series is a high-octane action comedy that revolves around an outsider trying to make a better life for himself, which leads him to being tasked with delivering a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland with the company of a trigger-happy car thief. The report continues noting that the journey for the outsider will come to conflicts with marauders with vehicles capable of intense destruction, which is where Sweet Tooth comes into play with his famous ice cream truck um but that's really all the details they have right now about it um but the fact that they've said that they actually have brought will arnett to voice over sweet tooth definitely tells me that this is happening i um, i like i'm so up in the air about whether or not i like will arnett in this role like at the, on the one hand, he has a lot of video game voiceover experience. Like, he's got the Lego Batman stuff. Um, I think he did some stuff with, like, Call of Duty a while ago, voicing over, you know, characters and mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of other games as well, a lot of Lego games. But I don't know. Like, I guess when I think of Sweet Tooth, I think of the Joker. Now, they're obviously two different I personalities. Don't. I don't know. See, I, I compare them a little bit. I feel like Sweet Sweet Tooth's obviously a little bit more maniacal and just straight up, like, wants to kill people, whereas the Joker has more of, like, a background as to why he's doing what he's doing. But I don't know. I, I think what they need in whoever's going to do this role is somebody who can, on the surface, be a normal person, but have then you, also be Sweet Tooth. Have you ever played Twisted Metal? Yeah. Okay. Have you played the last Twisted Metal that they came out? I mean, I th- is that three? No, it's. I believe it was. Black. Oh, it was black. It was black, black for PS2, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah I did, but man, oh, it was PS3. so long ago. So right. I... So you're going to have to go back to see the mentality of Sweet Tooth in him being basically a serial killer in an ice cream truck. So it's kind of going to be interesting to see. Like, and, and him kind of, like, making deals with the devil type deal. It's very interesting. He's a very weird character, unique. So I think it's, um, it's not a, if it's a voiceover role, I'm not, I'm not too d- disappointed with it because yeah, Will Arnett has that deep voice and can get, and can get into places with it. And I think Twisted Metal Sweet Tooth is not maniacal laughing happy excited joker style Mm -hmm. he's stern brute force and so that's why i think arnett is good for that because he doesn't laugh a lot or do anything like that he's really more of like a straight up i'm gonna murder you yeah kind of situation so i think the darkness that will arnett's voice can bring okay um, could work out and actually okay so here's maybe a better comparison then 
Um, if they're going to go the CGI route, maybe this is going to be a little bit more like Ghost Rider, if you remember that, where, like, Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage was, you know, he, he was also walking around as a normal person in the movie, but then when it came to actually being the Ghost Rider, it was obviously all CGI. It's just a flaming skull, mm-hmm. so... Um, and I imagine because Sweet Tooth, you know, with his head on fire and stuff like that, I imagine they'll do something similar with like a clown face with, you know, with the flaming well, hair. Well, he wears the mask, so you'll never yeah. actually have to see his face. So yeah, yeah, you could you could go about it. I mean, they do that with the Mandalorian too. Not to go back to um, Pedro Pascal, but he's not always in that suit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's just voicing over mm-hmm. what um, you know the Mandalorian. So. Mm-hmm. There's a strong possibility of that he's just going to be the voice of Sweet mm-hmm. Tooth, and there's going to be somebody huge playing Sweet Tooth. So, oh, that's a good point. That, yeah, that could be it. Yeah, that could you know, be like, it too. You get the, you know, if it's another Marvel, uh, Marvel, well, if it's another HBO production, they could get the guy who played the Mountain to be yeah. Sweet Tooth, and yep. then um, just have Will Arnett voice it. I think that would be crazy. It'll be interesting. I, I'm, I'm like when you when we talk about Last of Us and Uncharted, that 100 percent totally down with those choices. Well, because that's the guy. Because to be honest with you, that guy, such an overpowering presence that him being Sweet Tooth would just be so boss. Well, we'll see. I either way, I am, I am so excited. I am so now. Yeah, be, I would love to see where it goes. 2021 is um, going to be insane for movies and shows. Like we just have so much stuff yeah. that they're finally working on. It's like all the all the video games we ever wanted them to make a movie for is finally happening, and it's oh, it's going to be so great. It's going to be so freaking great. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how it goes because I would have preferred it to be more specific to the game itself and be like, listen, mm-hmm. these people are in a tournament to get a wish. Mm-hmm. and they're trying to do it and then you oh, could have the guy great. jack who's a non-person like a non-character try to infiltrate it oh wow you just flooded on. my brain with so much like nostalgia i totally forgot so like this is why like you asked me if i played it yeah i played it but i totally completely forgot the storyline now yeah, the it, game is all about calypso giving yeah a i literally just it just all flooded metal. back into my head i literally now just rem- i remember the whole plot so i actually I, I'm going to agree with you. I'm a little bit disappointed that I get the ice cream truck because obviously it's a serial killer and an ice cream truck. But, I yeah, I would have liked to seen like a tournament. Almost like um, what's that other what's that other movie where – Death Race. Almost like Death Race. Like I feel like it should have more of a theme like Death Race where these people are just straight up in cars that kill each other and they're trying to do something. Because like, Death Race was entertaining. It wasn't the greatest yeah. storyline as far as movies go, but it was high octane, action packed, and it was it was definitely right. entertaining. And they could always and they could always figure out ways to keep people alive and yeah. stuff like that. So they, they they lose their car, they don't necessarily have to die. So exactly, they they could have done it that way, and then just had like this one main character trying to find out what's going on from mm-hmm. some secret organization and saying who is Calypso and what is mm-hmm. his deal and. And all this stuff, but yeah. No, we'll see how it goes. So there you go. Yeah, so there you go, guys. Twisted Metal TV show. I'd prefer to have another game come out. I was just gonna say show, that. Yeah. <laughs> One day. One day soon. So, so speaking about old stuff, we have a BG a B four G four TV launches new content. So, as you may or may not know, G four is coming back, y'all, and in that. Ha- they're starting to do a series of, I don't know, YouTube videos, etc., called B4G4, which is basically getting people mm-hmm. amped and ready to go for the revival 
of G4 TV. Yeah. Um, so you found this article. You seem to be more into this than I am, which is because mainly I feel like, you know, we're in a whole new world. And I don't necessarily know if it's going to bring back that same type of wow factor and excitement that the original G4 TV had. Like, I remember mm -hmm. when G4 came on cable TV and you were watching, you're like, oh, this is so cool. This is mm -hmm. awesome. You get wait for seven o'clock to watch, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the I forget the name of the show, but it was one of the one of the shows about gaming. But, you know, because Attack of the Show was something that happened in the morning, I believe. Right. Was Attack of the Show? No, was that, show? It, it debuted at night. Oh, was that it, the one? So, yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe mm -hmm. it was Attack of the Show. But, you know, I'm just not as hyped for this. And I think it's because we're so flooded with content in regards yeah. to what people can make for gaming mm -hmm. now. Like, honestly, these people that are coming back like Adam Sessler and Kevin Pereira, they could be making their own channel and mm -hmm. doing their own thing. And they probably would be better off in some respect, mm -hmm. but you know, they're coming back for nostalgia uh, and for, mm -hmm. for whatever case. And they're obviously bringing on some newer people who are in the esports world, in the uh, Twitch world, etc., to kind of bring more, I don't know, pizzazz. So, I, I mean, I agree with you, right? So, I did you watch this when you were growing up? I watched G4 TV, yes. I was not, like, hardcore, like, oh, my God, I got to watch it every night. But I definitely kept into it when there was E3 and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I was always watching that channel um, to see what was happening and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, like the that. E3 because, coverage you know, before, was huge. Yeah. yeah, because before the um, advent of, like, the IGNs of the world and the game stops being hardcore and being able to stream videos of E3 mm -hmm. G4 TV was kind of the place you would go to, to, to get real news, live news on what was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At E3, so. Yeah, exactly. And that was like, that was always the big thing that I was so pumped to watch about G4 was like, you know, I, I would be looking at my watch all day. Like, Oh man, E3 is going to premiere tonight. Like they got the Nintendo, uh, thing happening at six the playstation the thing happening at seven Sony, yeah and then the, the xbox thing and they were the only ones that had it they were the, that was it uh either that or you had a game informer subscription or a game pro subscription back then and you would you would read about it in the magazine and that was yeah that was but it. that was that was mm -hmm. like but that pro problem with that was that that wasn't live news that this wasn't live like, yeah you were getting like up to date yep. hey this is what's happening now and so and i think back it's then well, well, back then it was also the fact that it was TV was still, like cable was still a big thing. Yeah. So right, it right. was a big deal that on cable there was video game stuff because there was no video game stuff anywhere. Not even not even really on YouTube. Right yeah. now, cable is like a thing of the past that Comcast owns this new G4. So I, it will 100 percent be on cable when it launches. But it's not that big of a deal. Not as much as it was back then. So getting that crowd from cable, I don't think is really going to be what they're aiming for. So so to your point. There's a shit ton of people online making video game content, right? Hell, I make like video us. game content, right? Like and us. yeah, like us, right? There's so much content out there. And it's not even just video games, just in general. But video game is definitely one of the more saturated things. And when I, like, if you go on YouTube and you search esports news, right? You, the, the two that come to mind anyways are the score esports, which has one point, excuse me, six, three million followers. Or subscribers on YouTube, and then esports talk, which has 350k plus subscribers, which has been growing um, recently. Right, this guy, uh, this guy Jake owns that one, and I, I personally like that channel. Now, the thing with both of these channels is they're really the only go-to. There might be some other, you know, decently large ones like 100k plus. 
Um, they're they're really the only go to things for esports. There's there's no global unified like this is the network to go to for esports. There's no ESPN. Let's put it that way. There's no ESPN. It's not a thing yet. Uh, you just have Dio YouTube channels. Yeah, you just yeah exactly. You just have uh, YouTube channels trying to make a name for themselves. So now what G four does. G4 has that nostalgia. They had the legitimacy of being a, a cable network, and they will have that legitimacy again, which there is this little extra tick that you get when you do have your own you know, cable network on top of it, which obviously these YouTube channels do not have enough money to, to sink into that. Um, but they're, they're going to be able to carve out a niche, I think, in these two channels I just mentioned. They're serious. Even ESPN, for the most part, is serious. They're, they're like, get to the info. They're serious about yep. it. Gamers don't want serious. Game, if you're watching video game content, you want to be entertained. And, like, look at, like, for instance, the, the last thing that they just put up, they just launched all their before G4 uh, stuff in the last week. They had Tyler1 as a guest. They also had Captain Flowers from uh, League of Legends casters. Um, but Tyler1 is anything but serious. Tyler1 literally just yells at the camera and swears. Like, that's, that's Tyler1. And that's what they had him on for. That's literally what he did. And it's, but they're still communicating some of the news. They're just giving you like, here's what happened. And then they just joke about it. They don't get mm -hmm. into the nitty gritty of actually talking about the news, like something like esports talk would. And I think that's where they're going to carve out a niche. And I think that's what's missing right now from gaming. There is no attack of the show or anything like that. So are you, are you saying that we're too serious then? Do we need to start making fun of things and start making jokes to get more people? No, <laughs> no, we joke. What are you talking about? We are, we're by no means super serious on this podcast. Guys. i just think but like we, we don't we don't script jokes and stuff right like right we don't um, no we don't we're, we're more off the cuff um, exactly and that's what they do like they they brought tyler one in no i know they and they have, had like, this whole storyline set up right they have all this production value they have money behind it yeah we don't and that's why <laughs> wow feels we bad man have, we, hashtag feels bad <laughs> but we still survive to do this and that's the point uh but i think what they're doing is really good i think that it's going to be hard because like you said, there's so many people in the space doing it. But if there's one person I think can do it, I think it's uh, before G4. And they're, they're really – I don't know if you saw this. I, I've watched some of the, the content on their website. They're really going all in on this idea that the reason why G4 failed in the first place was because it was a really shittily managed thing. Like it just – nobody gave a shit there about anything that was going on. They didn't care about managing it properly. It was a poorly mm -hmm. run company. And – they're just they're just going all out on that. They they literally are they're joking about that on almost every single thing that they do. And like even the CEO guy was like, "Wait, we need to worry about budgeting for hosts? What? I didn't know. Shit, my bad. Like I forgot about that." And they joke about that stuff. So they're they're addressing everything, all their wrongdoings in the past as well. They're just attacking those head on, um, joking about them, which I love when people do that because I think that's the best way PR wise to really deal with things. So um, I don't know. I, I have a I really want this to be successful, if only for nostalgia at least. And uh, thus far, I mean, the content's been pretty good. I, you said you like the Kev Lexa thing. Um, yeah, there's something for well, everybody. Yeah, like, I think. I just think it's one of those things that it's tough because they're coming into an environment now where mm -hmm. it's flooded, and you know they're gonna really have to push to make people want to continue to watch their content, but also make sure that they're still able to get the stuff that really matters to mm -hmm. people. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens, but 
yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So let's and, let's move away from the TV stuff for Skinnel. Will you have one more thing you want to add? I was just gonna say, and it's pretty cool that uh, Austin Creed, aka Xavier Woods, who we saw when we went to um, to, uh, to Pax East. Pax East. Jesus, I don't know why I forgot that. Um, yeah, because he was doing the uh, the D and D thing, Dungeons and Dragons. Yep, on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was pretty. It was pretty funny too. He was he was he's very yeah. outgoing. He's a funny dude. So it's pretty cool to see him as like the the head host. It looks like so. He's going to be one of the major hosts of mm-hmm. these things. But now we've talked TV. Let's talk about the sad news again of what's <laughs> happening with Cyberpunk 2077. We should have this like, oh, be a weekly, weekly update. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. Wait, you mean it's no good it's news bad. for Cyberpunk? What? I would have never guessed. It's bad yeah, news? <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, it's uh, apparently people are hacking Cyberpunk 2077 course, uh, well, source code. So um, the alleged attackers have shut down an auction. They were running for stolen data. So uh, apparently they stole all the stuff. Not that you want the source code for... uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what do you even want that code? That code is jank, as far as I'm concerned. I don't even understand who wants it. Maybe that's why. Seventy-five percent. Well, apparently they started the bidding at one million, and then they put a buy it now at seven million. I don't know about you, but I feel like code to something like a game that big, like let's say Witcher. Witcher's code is probably worth like hundreds of millions. I think maybe that's why Cyberpunk's code was only worth seven million. <laughs> like it's like ah, uh, this probably should be ten times more, but you know, <laughs> it's pretty shit. <laughs> um, so I think it's one of those things that's like, hey, they were just trying to make a buck. Yeah, like it's like we know this code is ass, but you know, somebody will buy it somewhere. Um, so. If you guys don't know, anybody listening, basically, just somebody somebody threatened CD Projekt Red with ransomware. Um, if you guys don't know what ransomware is, it's I actually had this happen to me on a work computer at the old company I used to work for a while ago. And it just pops up a message saying, like, you cannot access – it encrypts all your files. It says, we're not going to let you uh, access these files unless you pay us. And they give you, like, a link to pay them with their credit card info and stuff like that. Uh, and, and I, nine times out of 10, they're probably not, if you pay them once, they're just going to ask for more once you pay them. So don't pay them. Don't do that. Uh, there is ways to, to figure it out, but basically they did this CD project red called the bluff and said, ah, we don't give a shit. We're not going to do this. We have everything backed up, which they're a big company. Of course they have everything backed up. And apparently the, the, whoever was holding them ransom actually did it. They put it on, uh, they, they, yeah, they put it online. They, they auctioned it off and, um, Apparently, whatever websites I actually saw this this morning on a Snapchat, uh, one of the gaming news things I follow on Snapchat. I guess they pulled the auction down, whoever was selling it, and sold it on the side somewhere else. And I think that one of the things that was brought up was maybe like CD Projekt Red actually bought it on the side. Like maybe they just paid to buy it so that it didn't get out there. Which wouldn't surprise me, I guess. Well, it does state that the, there was a disclaimer that said that they would only buy it if it wasn't sold again. Like, they're the sole owners of the of it. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, and maybe, because they, they probably don't want that information publicly going out there that they gave in to the ransom. Well, they got more than just the source code for Cyber 2077, it looks like. So, yeah. there's more there. Witcher 3 um and other Witcher games three, uh an unreleased version of Witcher three other games as well as legal and human resource and financial documents that's probably yeah. the biggest thing that's the biggest issue right i mean that's that's yeah. where you get you know 
like the the human and honestly because this is so big in media and society right now all right there's some internal sexual harassment case you know where an employee says something about somebody and you have that uh, locked away in human resources now I that gets out well i think the worst part is like if some of the documentation is true in regards to some of the things that the developers have said about management mm -hmm. internal emails documentation basically showing that they truly didn't have a full game release or mm -hmm. you know whatever there were lies etc i think that's probably what's scarier oh them, yeah yeah, yeah. okay or, that's a good point but how bad this has been handled so, yeah mm -hmm. yeah and actually yeah that would blow up their spot on everything that they've made for pr releases right i mean if if they well, said would even hurt anything, them in any wrong. type of uh cases that yep. they have against them for the game oh that's right yeah i wasn't thinking about the legal stuff that's already happening yeah so, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot that could come from, like, forget the source code. Honestly, the more important stuff, I think, is the legal human resources and financial documents. So, Word. And that's exactly why companies are so tight-knit about that stuff. You know, it's like all your all your skeletons in your closet, all your dirty laundry. I mean, nobody wants that getting out. It's all, it's all blackmail Confidential. stuff. Confidential. Confidential. So um and that's pretty right. much it as far as that story is concerned yeah. so we'll keep everybody yeah, so posted if we hear something else but yeah we'll we'll, we'll give you the weekly oh, cyberpunk 2077 updates bad updates <laughs> literally dun, every dun, time dun. <laughs> oh man all right so i found this one and I, I wanted to i wanted to bring this up quick this last topic here mm -hmm. um because I, I actually had never heard of this, so it's really more so the idea of what's happening with this game. I wanted your take on it, Joe. Hmm. Six days in Fallujah. I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right. Fallujah. 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 Um, Fallujah. Have you heard of this game before? No. Okay. All right. So, all right. Good. I was I was prepared for you to be like, yeah, man, you didn't hear about that ten years ago. Uh, so apparently, ten years ago, this game, Six Days in Fallujah, twelve years later, I should say, is what the title says. Um, they they tried releasing this game and apparently so let me let me just read this because i've never heard about this at all so six days in fallujah follows a group of marines and this is from engadget during the second battle of fallujah in november 2004 so i guess this was like a battle in i don't know where the hell fallujah is but somewhere i imagine maybe like iraq the middle east or something like that right um especially around that time right it was right after september 11th um the game is based on true stories of dozens of people who were involved in, in the conflict, each of the missions, including ones focused on unarmed Iraqi civilians, okay, that answers that question, takes place from the perspective of a person who is immersed in the battle, and that person provides narration about what actually happened. So here's what happened with the actual game. And, and I'm reading this because I never heard about this. Like, this must have been kept pretty tight-knit because I never heard about, like, a big you know, thing, Russell and bustle about this game not being released. Soon after Atomic Games and publisher Konami, who makes Yu-Gi-Oh!, announced Six Days in Fallujah in 2009, some activists, veterans, and families of soldiers who were killed in action lambasted the studio. Konami pulled out, and Atomic Games was unable to secure funding, leading to layoffs. The studio wasn't able to finish Six Days in Fallujah before it shut down in 2011. And its third-person version of the game never saw the light of day. So apparently now it's being revived, and by none other than the de former Destiny and Halo employees, uh, former Bungie people, right? So this is—I uh, mean, if it's former Bungie people working on the game, you got to think it's going to be a decent game. But I guess 
Joe, what I wanted to ask you um, is what you think about people like not wanting this game to come to light. Like, do you think is it was it just because it was really close to September 11th that people just didn't want that shit being put into a video game because they thought it was disrespectful or like is have times changed? I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, on no, that? I think it's I think it it comes down to that like everything has to do with time, right? Like, I can't even remember how long it took for them to come out with some type of movie about 9-11 and stuff like that. Like it's more about taking an intellectual property, uh, using an intellectual property to show off something that happened in real life. I think the problem comes into play when you're trying to put somebody that didn't experience it in the shoes of somebody, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the problem. Yeah. More or less of like, hey, these are like super traumatic experiences for people that, you know, tons of people come back with PSTD and uh, or was it PTSD? Uh, PTSD. Wow. Okay, PSTD. So, same thing. X Y Z A B C. It's fine. Right. Just, just letters messed up. Anyways, but you know, so there there is a serious nature to all this, and I think when you're trying to make something so close to when this these actual events happened, mm -hmm. it's a harder pill to swallow. But as time goes on and things, you know, evolve, mm -hmm. people are less likely to fight it and are like, okay, you know, this is a fictional situation about something that happened back in 2004. And uh, that's probably why it's getting revived. Personally, I'm surprised that this is gaining any type of traction again because, quite honestly, I think tons of people are kind of over yeah i agree like military type games like they have you know there there's a niche market and i think it's gonna stick to that it's gonna mm -hmm. be you know not even PUBG anymore but uh people are still into escape from tarkov and yeah. mm -hmm. you know call of duty's gonna always be super big call of duty so what's that? never heard of that game jumping into jumping into the market with a game that is controversial in regards to it dealing with real life situations in this in a sense is mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't think it's going to do well. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't... I don't think I, it's going to do well. Like, the target audience, like, I don't think it even exists right now, right? Like like you said, like, Call of Duty and Escape from Tarkov is, like, they're just so much more popular. Like, this game is probably... I don't want to say flop, but, like, it'll release. probably has a small budget. It's probably mm -hmm. do all right and then just be forgotten about, right? It's like yeah, just I one don't... of those shooters that nobody gives a shit about, right? Um, yeah, I th I'd rather them... I'd rather the people who are working on this game try to make something more original yeah. and mm -hmm. unique because you know they if they were with the original destiny crew and halo crew that means that they have done some pretty awesome things in the past so let's continue yep. that awesomeness and make something original or close to as original as possible i mean i think now so much has been done it's difficult not to take pieces from games but you can take an amalgamation of a game and make something better do you know what i mean well, real quick, too, I wanted to just read this before we move on to uh, your deals for the week. Um, just they, they, I guess, explained why they think it's okay to bring it back. Uh, so it says, in a statement explaining why they decided to bring back the controversial game, Highwire and Victura wrote, Throughout history, we've tried to understand our world through events that happened to somebody else. Six Days in Fallujah asked you to solve these real-life challenges for yourself. We believe that trying to do something for ourselves can help us understand not just what happened, but why it happened the way it did. 
video games can connect us in ways other media cannot. I 100% agree with that last statement. Video games are entirely different form of entertainment that I think is actually way better than movies or books or anything. Uh, people argue books because imagination, yada yada yada. But yeah. I, uh, yeah, I agree with that. So I think well, it's, it's fine. I think it's fine. So. Yeah, it's yeah. it's much more immersive. I agree. I think it's okay to bring this back. I think it's fine. I think it, all it comes down to is too soon. Back then, too mm-hmm. soon. Now nobody cares. So uh, <laughs> it's so sure so funny how care. that works. It's just a matter. I don't think the it's not as many. Strong enough to be heard. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. So um, all right. So let's talk about our deal this week. What so we what I found is they're still doing this apparently. So I figured if you guys have missed it before or haven't taken it seriously, you can go on cdkeys.com and get a year of PS Plus for just twenty nine and eighty nine. Excuse me. So you are getting PlayStation Plus for a year for less than um, fifty percent. It's fifty percent off, basically, just about yeah. that. So yeah, that's crazy. I mean, take advantage of it, guys. You can get it on the PlayStation. You play if you have a PlayStation Four, you can you can get it. If you're lucky enough to have a PlayStation Five, you can get it. So do yourself a favor, spend thirty dollars, get on the train. Why you get a rub more salt in my money. wound? Why do you get well, a rub more salt no. in my wound? What is wrong? What the hell, man? You know, and actually on this code, if you click the link. It says PS3, PS4, PS5 digital code. Did people is PS3 online still active? Yeah, I think so. They haven't shut it down. I know PS2 was shut down. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I feels bad if I have a PS3. Actually, I feel bad, man. Play online. Um, <laughs> it's just not to hate on anybody who has a PS3. Um, I actually still love my PS3 because it's the 60 gig backwards compatible one, which Ooh. freaking yeah, it's awesome. Hey so, yeah, I could play. I could play Twisted Metal on it. <laughs> um, yeah, you can. All right, so, so now it's time for SJW's video game releases. Uh, not that many this week, but there are some. So, SJW, why don't you take it away? What was that voice? What I was that? My announcer voice. Yeah, but it sounds it sounds like voice. I've heard that type of voice before. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of where. Um, it's generic. It's the generic <laughs> announcer voice. voice. Um, all right, so we got 30XX um, coming out. Let's see here. Uh, for PC on February 17th. So it's going to be a couple days after you guys hear this initial release of the podcast. Um, Basically, it's a a roguelike action platformer that actually honestly looks like they completely jacked Mega Man for the picture. Um, I'm just going to actually, it just looks like they jacked Mega Man for the whole freaking thing. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) It literally looks like Mega Man reinvented. Um, If you want to check it out, go for it. It's from developer and publisher Battery Staple Games. Then we got King of Seas. Uh, I don't know what it is with people really wanting to go all in on this, like, action role-playing pirate stuff. Um, Maybe it's just because Naruto is is – or not Naruto. uh, One Piece is huge. Um I don't know, man, but it's it's another one. I know, uh, what is it, Sea of Thieves is a big one lately. Uh, this is developed by 3D Clouds and published by Team 17 Digital. Uh, so that's actually coming out for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on the 18th. And then we got the protagonist, EX1, on the 18th for Steam. Uh, this is a turn-based tactical RPG. This is so, kind of looks like Mass Effect, uh, except... So it's weird. So to me, Mass Effect was like a tactical RPG. It's just not really like there's no grid or turn-based structure really. It's just more tactical. This has it almost like one of these screenshots is an actual grid with like people that you have move like spaces on the grid. So it's a little bit more uh, turn-based in that nature, like a Final Fantasy Tactics type deal. 
Uh, this is developed by Three Mind Games and published by All In Games. Um, and it's it's again it's Mass Effect, so like it's space themed. Is uh, it just looks a lot like it, right? Uh, and then finally, we have Ultimate Adam A D O M Caverns of Chaos, also on the 18th for Steam. Uh, so this it looks more. So this almost looks like a kind of this looks really weird to be honest with you. It looks like I should have bought it back in 1996 when Windows 98 came out or something like that. Uh, and then exper experience the sequel of a traditional roguelike dungeon crawling class classic. Endless procedurally generated dungeon uh, dungeons, countless monsters. Dunion. Yeah, dungeons. It's like f I mixed funions in there. Onion? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it's basically it's it's so it's Diablo. It's it's dungeons that are constantly you know generating just random crap and uh but it's all like it's i'm trying to think of what game this reminds me of back in like old school windows like i definitely am thinking of a specific game i just can't think of the name i don't know if you are you looking at the pictures of it right now mm -hmm. yeah i don't know it just really reminds me of something from back in the day that you used to it just used to look exactly like this i don't know but it's developed by thomas biscup uh and published by assemble entertainment yeah, this looks like it's going to be an early access game, so. Yeah, yeah, looks like uh, that is right, so if you guys want to check it out. But the planned release date is uh, February 18th again, so. And that's it, yeah, lately not a whole lot of games coming out. I actually mentioned to, to Joe earlier that there was another news article how the uh, video games just smashed January sales once again. So, I mean, in general, sales are going through the roof, but not a whole lot being actually released as of now, and I imagine that is because of you know, now we're getting all the, the COVID over the last year has backed up people's work and they haven't gotten as much work done, yada, yada, yada. And here we are. So, um, but that's going to be it for this week's episode, Joe. That is it for this week's episode. We appreciate you guys coming along. Don't forget to click, subscribe, like, five stars, all that fun stuff. We really appreciate any of the positivity you can bring forth to our world as we grow the stream to try to make it better for you guys so with that being said we thank you all we love you all because it's valentine's day and uh, we will see you next week on another edition of game one peace out everybody